passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Hope day. It's, Hope day. Uh, we're back again. It's uh, Kyle and Ben. And it's the Dad Bod Golf Pod, episode 261. Did you start to call me Bub? Is that what you started to call me? No, I got all tongue-tied. And t- I, I, have a, I have a pretty specific order that I go in, and I, I hit. I went in completely opposite order. I, I didn't get anything in order. So, uh, yeah, but we're about to have some fun. We're about to have – we're going to talk some uh, cheating, possibly, possible cheating uh, mm-hmm. infractions, some uh, golf winners, and then we have a spectacular Would You Rather at the end. And Ben's looking for ghosts as we speak. Um, <laughs> you could bet, probably find a line. Will Ben look for ghosts at Bet Online, uh, the number one sports betting website in the country? Probably not, but you know there may be a line. Will Patrick Reed be accused of cheating uh, this this next tournament as a, as a prop bet? It could be. It seems like it's every tournament he's in. Um, use coupon code. Ble- use coupon code. Believe B L E A V. Uh, get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Give him a hundred bucks. Deposit, they're going to give you 50 back on top of it to play with. Uh, have some fun. Uh, basketball every single day. Super Bowl's coming up. You get to bet on, will the the over-under on the national anthem length, the mm. coin toss, the Gatorade color, all those prop bets that we love every single year. Uh, will somebody cry? Which commercial will win? It's going to be Doritos or something like that. It always is. It's going to be Doritos or Budweiser. It's always Doritos one of those or two. Budweiser every single yeah. time. Uh, but anyway, uh, have some fun. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Okay, what man. What were the, the odds before we get into it? What were the odds that you were going to be able to retrieve your wedge that you left on the course? What do you think those betting odds were? Because I honestly, I thought yeah. they were slim and none. For some reason, I was having like this flashback that I threw it in the water. I don't know why. I was like thinking. Well, I knew that didn't happen. I was I was sober enough. I knew that didn't happen. I was I knew thinking you didn't throw it in the water. I was thinking that I threw it in the water on seventeen for some reason. I don't you know did why. throw it a few times. Yeah, it needed it needed a good rough talking. Is what it. Every every club in your bag sometimes can act up, and you got to uh, rough talk them and get it back in line. <laughs> and uh, I had to do that. It was it was hey, tough. And sometimes it's was, embarrassing. It's God like was rough your, talking the whole bag nine. It was. It's like whooping your kid in public. It's 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 you got to do it sometimes. It's embarrassing, but sometimes you got to do it for the for the betterment oh. of the family. So, uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So this uh this <laughs> this tournament this weekend, Bob, this is for the family. <laughs> this is for the family. Wedge, take it into that tree. 
Um, but, one time I'm actually proud it came down out of the tree. I got, I held on, you know, when you hold on to it too long and it goes, it, it goes oh, vertical. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, all right. I digress. I don't want to get into that. Uh, what's the <laughs> name of this? What was the name of this tournament over in, uh, the Middle East? Uh, last the week, Dubai something desert classic, Dubai desert, yeah, classic. Dubai desert classic, all right, the TDC, yeah, the hero, Dubai desert, desert yes. classic. All right, so when y'all are listening, we it was it's weird that we said there was a weather delay, they ended up finishing mm-hmm. on a Monday in the middle of the like early morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory ended up winning. Uh, he did, we said he had a three or four shot lead, he was playing really good, he ended up winning by one shot. Um, when he stepped on to the 17th tee, he was down one shot to Patrick Reed. Mm-hmm. He had to go birdie, birdie to beat him, and he did it. And uh, that's very that's very impressive. Uh, even though 18 is a par five that pretty much everybody birdies. But still. He yeah, but he almost 17. hit in the water on 18. He did. He almost powered it. He was juiced, almost powered it through the fairway. It's kind of a dog leg left. If you go too far, it's 335 to the water. Mm-hmm. And he was right there on the edge. So, yeah. Uh, he laid up, right? And then he had to flip a wedge up there and make a putt. Is that, is that, yes, he had no way he could go for it. And even his wedge was still like 14 feet. Like he didn't hit it close. He had to make a bomb. It was like yeah. a 15, 14, 15 foot putt. That's one thing, man. Rory's starting, if, if the putter gets going, mm-hmm. uh, he's hard, he's hard to beat. But yeah, so Rory ends up winning. Uh, good he's for him. He hits those Bermuda greens. I just don't think he can do Bermuda greens. I don't know what I it is. I wonder what kind of grass they grow over there. Um, the, what kind of grass that is in the Middle East? <laughs> it's got to be very heat resistant and yeah. sun resistant. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, it's um, yeah. So Rory wins. Uh, that that's that's like the low light of the of that's like not <laughs> low light. That's like the the nobody's been talking about, about the win nobody's at all. Been really talking about it. He's still number one in the world. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, everybody's talking about this Patrick Reed deal. So in the third round. We semi talked about it and we got it way wrong, uh, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, but still, it, we're going, we're going to break it all the way down. So if you missed it, uh, he's, I think it was, it's maybe the opening tee shot. I don't know. It's, it's, it was the third round. He hits his ball in a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the desert. There's not many trees on this course. And there was like this, the, the right side of this fairway had two separate three like bundles of three trees and they're mm-hmm. tall they're like tall trees there's nothing on them except when you get to the top it's like freaking velcro net it's it's crazy yeah. it's a it's a some type of palm super mm-hmm. tall and apparently the balls go in them all the time I, I didn't i didn't realize that but apparently balls go in them all the time so patrick reed hits his ball in a tree you don't know it we don't know this but as he's going up there there's a fan that says hey your ball's stuck in this tree and he points to a specific tree and Patrick Reed looks up in the tree and says, yep, there's a ball right there. Let me make sure I can positively identify it because the rule is on a lost ball, I'm sorry, on a ball that's, you know, unplayable, you have to positively 100% identify it to take a unplayable. Correct, Ben? Am I wrong? So that yes, means. No, you're right. Like even if be- it's, even like the other day I hit one in the water on three. Yeah. And like. I play at ABX and Kyle was like, Oh, there it is. And I was like, Yep, sure is. Pretty well. I mean, there were like four in the water, but that was mine. And so yeah. I'm not going down in the water and getting it, taking a play an unplayable and just playing right outside. Or dropping. Or yeah. Yeah. You, you know that's where it's not a lost ball because we, right. we've we found it. You don't have to go back to the tee. Right. So he says, There's a ball up there. 
let's call an official, let's get some binoculars, let's look up in there. He looks up in there and he says, yep, that's mine. I can see the marking that I do. He does, he he extends the arrow because the putting arrow is too short or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he, he extends the arrow. And I believe he said, uh, there's a number, it was a number too, that he said, nobody plays these numbers or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But the regardless, I'm going to read this. Um, two officials mm-hmm. looked up in the tree. And based off his, um, you know, based off his deal, they agreed. Uh, two marshals, an official, um, and let's see who it said. It said, oh goodness, I'm trying to find it. It says the tour, the, the DB tour released a statement confirming mm-hmm. the ruling according to the, uh, tour. Two on course referees and several marshals identified the tree that Reed hit his ball into. Okay. So like Reed didn't pick the tree there. People were telling him that's the tree your ball went into. And he looks up and he says, there's a ball in the tree that you guys told me this tree is in. If you can tell, you can obviously tell what side I'm on the way I'm telling this story. He looks up in the tree and he's like, wow, it has some of the markings. He takes a free drop. Okay. Did I have a miss anything, Ben? Not a free drop. Nope. He takes a drop penalty. It's, it's just a, a one-stroke penalty. One-stroke penalty. Is, yeah. Okay. Have I missed anything so far? No. Okay. The next day, Brandle Chambly puts out a video that shows that actually, you know how I told you, there's like two different sets of three trees. Okay. There's three trees further up the fairway, and then there's three trees where Patrick Reed's ball mm. disappeared into. So the replay, when you slow it down, actually shows that his ball went into a different tree. Uh, if it was, if you, if you numbered them in order, one, two, three, Patrick Reed thought, thought his ball was, went in tree three. It actually went in tree one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means that. No, no, the, you misspoke there. Patrick Reed didn't know which tree it went in. They told him what tree it was in. Correct. Okay. So based off that, that means Patrick Reed. Did not, in fact, fully 100%. Well, according to the people that are arguing, he did not 100% identify his ball. Therefore, he cheated. Uh, And um, he should have gone back to the tee, which by rule, if you cannot 100% identify your ball, you do go back to the tee. Um, And and you're hitting your third from there instead of the drop. So, Ben, um, how do you want to do this? (laughs) You my want- only, I've ch- I've changed my stance a little bit, okay, because of the video. All right, you um, started. I didn't, you know. I said before I hated the fact that Brando Chambly and all of golf media had me defending Patrick Reed, which really pissed me off. And now they've got me defending Brando Chambly a little bit, which also pisses me off. So these are like the two worst guys that I actually can't stand: is Chambly in the in the booth or in, at the counter and. Uh, and Patrick Reed, and I get Chambly's got some, like my old roommate absolutely loves him. So I, he's just a guy that just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, and I don't so, dislike Brandel. I don't dislike, I don't, I, I, I think his live takes are scream of, uh, female genitalia. But other mm-hmm. than that, I, I like him for the most part. He does cool interviews. He's very candid. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. Uh, so I like, I like that about him, but, uh, Right, this this one this one rubbed me the wrong way. But anyway, keep he, going. He loves to point out wrongs, though. He he loves oh. to point out wrongs, and so 
he starts showing the video. And at that point in time, the one key thing that you said there is the fact that Patrick Reed said he was 100% sure that was his ball. Well, clearly that's a lie. Because clearly when you watch the video, he's not 100% sure that that's his ball because he's not even looking in the right tree. So he's not 100% sure that's his ball because it can't be his ball because his ball didn't land in that tree. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me stop you for a second. Okay, Ben. Have you ever been asked, have you ever been asked how many years you've been married in your whole life? Has anybody asked, hey, how many years have you been married? Yes. Have you ever gotten it wrong but thought you were right? Like maybe you're off by a year. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Okay. Yes. Were you lying? Or did you believe? No, because you're asking me to make the same thing where that would be something where, like, we have our marriage certificate that's framed in our house hanging up. If yeah. you were asking me to look at that certificate and say, is that your marriage certificate? Is that the year? Yes, because there's right, like when he took the binoculars, he should have seen that that was his ball. And clearly it was not his ball. So, so it was one that looks similar. That would be like me looking at three marriage certificates and not being sure and going, yeah, I think it's that one. The, the point is, the point is, can you look at something? Can you, can you think that you're right and be wrong and that not be a lie? Can you, is there any, do you think there's a chance? Now, I know Patrick Reed does not get the benefit of the doubt because of his past, but do you think there is a chance? Number one, we're talking about a ball in a 30 foot tree in the air. Okay. So already you're going to be in your mind, you're going to be biased. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thinking that's got to be my, that's got to be my ball. Okay. So for, for Brandel's point to be, to in my opinion, to be fair, he ha- you have to assume that Patrick Reed looked up in the tree and consciously knew that that wasn't his ball, even though people, everybody pointed to the tree. I mean, basically, everybody else has sold him that this is his ball. Your ball went in this tree, and you look up, and there's a damn ball. Is it possible that Patrick Reed looked up and saw a ball and 100% believed it was ball. You know, he probably wanted to believe it more yeah. than anything. But is there a chance? Like, I, the, the the part that I'm I'm struggling so much with is there's so many times in my life where I've believed I was right. Mm. I believed something was right, and I just ended up being wrong. But that doesn't mean I lied. But I lied about it. I believed a fact was true, or I said something that I believed was true. And and then it ended up not being true. That doesn't mean I was lying. It just means I was wrong, right? Well, that happened in this instance because I can't find it anywhere else. You know, the first official had said he asked Patrick Reed, how do you mark your ball? And he looked and he said, I think that's it. And then gave him the binoculars. I totally bought that as being the truth. I have not seen. I've scoured the internet the last couple of days, to try to find that. his and actual ball markings. Yeah, to to see if that's true, if he said that or not. Uh, that yeah. was what one of the reporters had said on the broadcast. They said that he asked Patrick Reed first, "Hey, how do you mark your ball? Do you remember what number you're hitting?" Blah blah blah. And he gave him the answer, and then the marshal looked first. Yeah. And then he gave the binoculars to. Uh, or the PGA Tour official or whatever he is, and gave them to Patrick Reed and said, I think that may be it. You, can you verify? And then that's when Patrick said yes. Now, I have not seen anything said in writing since then 
that that's what took place. Yeah. So I don't know if that happened or not, but the reporter at the time, because I, I was like, I watched it. I watched one of the replays on Golf Channel. The reporter on television at the time said that. So, yeah. uh, however, as I said, that has now that could be them omitting that information because that would side with Patrick Reed. I, I, I will say. And I would think it would go, the, it would go the opposite way. I think yeah. they would try, they would make sure to, do everything they can to paint him in a negative light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. It happened to the wrong guy. It, like yeah. I, I told a guy at work to that today. I said, all right, let me, let me ask you this. If let's switch roles. If that's Rory that hits his ball in that tree and he picks the wrong tree, is this a big deal at all? Does anybody Here's, say anything? I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Okay. So, cause Rory has hit his ball into a tree before. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing. Rory hit his ball into the tree at number three on Kiowa Island in the PGA Championship that he won, okay? He, they could not find it, and they did not know it was in the tree. Replay, like, called them down and said, hey, his ball's in the tree. And now, it was not a tall tree. It was one that you could kind of reach up, and he actually got his ball. But, like, that was something that – that was. He, got he doesn't know, he doesn't He doesn't find his ball unless the TV cameras – like they right. don't tell him, and like we had t- TV cameras everywhere out there, yeah. so like, my, I guess I guess you got to argue. You can't argue this. You got to argue this separately to me. You can't because people are trying to take the video and argue hindsight on top of what yeah. was happening live, and to me that is incredibly dishonest, a and unfair because, like we said. Patrick Reed, and he even says it, I was not asked to pick out a tree. I was asked to pick out a ball because Mm -hmm. they pointed me to the tree. They pointed him to the tree. They said it's in this tree. He looked up. He found a ball. And, again, you probably have bias Mm -hmm. thinking that's got to be my ball because I've done that before. That's got to be me. That's got to be. I'm not. But – I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm just getting. I, it, it, and then to, when you go, when you take the video evidence, we know the ball yes. was in one of the trees. We we know for a fact it was not a lost ball. You cannot argue lost. To me, at that point, you can't argue lost ball anymore because we know the ball. Right. Now we can play this. We can play the semantics game and the letter of the rule, whatever. At some point in time, you've got to use common sense. We got video evidence there. We know the ball was somewhere was was in that ten foot range between those mm-hmm. trees. He didn't gain an advantage from. It. He did not gain really any advantage from it whatsoever. Unless you want to argue, and, and unless you want to argue, he should have gone back and reteed. And in that case, you have to say that he knowingly knew that ball was not his. And I don't think you can on I don't think we can honestly say that. Yeah. Does that does that does that make sense? No, that does make sense. I did agree with you because you'd gone back and forth on Twitter with some with some folks. And you're right. The the key thing is in all this, and I know that some of the man, the the guys like Grace and stuff that listen to this thing, they're gonna rip me a new one because they're gonna be like, you need to be following the rules. The rules are the rules. You should have followed the rules. But we all knew the ball was in a tree. Yes. He didn't lose it. He didn't he didn't hit it OB. He didn't hit it where a marshal couldn't find it. Like, he didn't lose it. We all knew where the ball went. And so, at that point, I mean, it's like, yeah, my ball's in the tree. Well, can you identify it? Well, shit, I don't know. It's 30 feet up. 
Like, what if that what if that marshal doesn't have binoculars? Do they let him take the drop? Because they I know probably, it went in a tree. Probably not. I, I guess. I mean, you couldn't because you can't a hundred percent identify. It. I, mean, I mean, that's you, why you see Sergio Garcia having to climb up in yeah uh, a dang oak tree to find his ball. You you see all these dudes if they want to identify their ball in a tree, they have to climb up in the tree mm-hmm. and find out. They just happen to have binoculars there. The, they point out, hey, we found we see a ball up there. It went in this tree. He looks up mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I'll be damned. There's my markings mm-hmm. or similar markings. I mean, then you're like, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be mine. Yeah, that's got that's got to be mine. Uh, because who else how many how many other people are gonna have balls in the tree? Three, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh it's, it's just um I was absolutely I, shocked when they showed like the arrow view of how many balls were in that tree or in all three of those trees. Oh yeah, they're full of they're they end, actually they're totally full of them. They're completely full of them. So that's another thing. Like he picked out like there were several different balls that he could have choose. I guess he could have chosen from. Uh, He's, they said that there were six near his, near the one he identified. There were there was his and six others. So, I mean, I guess he could have picked any. He could have picked any of those balls. Yeah, and said, I mean, do, I mean, do we really think he looked up in the in the tree with the binoculars and found the one that looked the closest to the ball that he? I mean. I don't. I, I. I don't know. I, I just. Plus, I, I don't just, know too. I will say this. I never saw where he said he could read his number. It was the marking that he saw. So yeah. I haven't seen how he marks it. When he says extend the line, is he just basically dry, drawing a straight line over that line on the pro V? <laughs> I, I didn't understand it either. I didn't under. He I didn't ex- really understand. He said extend he says, the arrows. So I think he, he just extends the line. So there's a lot of people that do that. Let I me read. Let that. me read it. He says. Uh, he goes, uh, I got lucky. We were able to look through binoculars. You have to make sure it's your ball. How I mark my golf balls is I always put an arrow on the end of my line because on the Pro V1, the arrow on the end stops before it so you can see the arrow. I don't okay, know. So I can't. I'm, I'm looking at. You could definitely see and identify the line with the arrow on the end. So he draws an arrow on his ball, I guess. I don't know. The way he said that, though, I don't know if that means he he extends, you know, just it's a straight line. He extends it because he said the arrow's not long enough. So I don't know if he, he meant extend it. Like, you know, I Google imaged it, and they're not showing any pictures of his how he marks his ball. So, um, you know, with Tiger, it's pretty easy. He's got Tiger written on the side of his. But now I just um, found a Rory's picture. got. Rory's got roars written on the side of his. Um, I just found a picture of, all right, here are two very close look per the Wizards of reads on Mark, or on Patrick's golf ball that allowed him to identify the um tr- uh, the tree and the, uh, the ball in the tree. Spot mm-hmm. the black arrow that Reed talked about in his post-round presser. Both images are from today. So, he and you're looking at the picture. I'm looking at the picture, and there's the line. He extends the line, and then he says he draws a little arrow on the end. And it's hard. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to make out in this picture. But okay, I guess it suffice. It, it was enough for this guy to believe that that's what it was. I I don't know. But um, correct. Read identify the ball and tree. The DP. 
Yeah, correct. Reed identified the ball in the tree. The DP World Tour's chief referee agreed that the ball matched Reed's description and allowed Reed to take an unplayable. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean. Here's the thing again. that, you know, there have been people that have, have commented and have chimed in on this. Uh, one of which is another podcast that we talk about, which is just dumb, in my opinion, how they how they did it. Here's the thing. They keep leaning on Reed. And I understand at the end of the day, he's the pro. He's the one involved in it. He got cleared by two guys on the grounds there and cleared by another official in the tent. Back the, at the, marshals, the two marshals pointed him to the tree. And he talked through it with the official. The official said, yes, I see the markings you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, if that's the markings you're talking about, I'm looking through these binoculars. I'm seeing exactly what you're talking about. Right. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're, what, what do we do? What do we do? Again, you have to say this. That if you say he should have gone back to the T, what you're saying is that you know for a fact that Reed knew for a fact that, that was not his ball. And Reed did not have video evidence from the next day that Brandel Chambly has right. showing his ball was in a different tree. Okay. He did not have that. All he had to go off of was two people, two peoples and fans telling him it was in a specific tree. He grabbed some binoculars, looked up and saw a ball that confirmed what he thought, what these other people were telling him that that was his ball. I mean, I don't know how else we can, we can discuss it. Like how else can you go from here? You can't go retroactively call penalties on yourself anymore. Nope. They can't, they did, they did away with that with the the people calling in penalties on TV. Can't do that anymore at at the end of a round or a certain time after the round or whatever, it's done. It's over. You're not, you don't go back and, and change it. So um, there's nothing you can do there. There's nothing Patrick Reed could Patrick Reed couldn't have seen the video and then taken a penalty on himself mm-hmm. in the next round, if I understand that rule correctly. So so I again, what do you you have to say, and, and you know what? Maybe you can make this claim. You have to say that you think you not not you think, you know Patrick Reed looked up in that tr- uh, tree with the binoculars, knew that was not his ball in the tree that everybody pointed him to that looked like his ball. He knew for a fact that was not his ball and he lied so that he could get a free drop. That's what you, that that's what you have to assume. And I mean, mm. you know, maybe with his past, you can roll that. I just, I, I know under the circumstances uh, that it's, it, it would be hard when, when you're pointed in a direction and you're biased and, and, and already because of people pointing you in a direction, you look up and you see a ball that's similar to yours, that you may not really truly 100% believe that that's yours. And that's not a lie, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I get it. I just wish he hadn't said that's 100% mine. But then I guess if you don't say that, they make you, you got to go re Yeah. yeah. You got to go so, re I guess now they, they've got to define in the rule books, they've got to say, all right, do you know that it's 100% yours or do you believe? Hundred percent that it's yours. Or no, you know what you say. Thing. You gotta. I mean, if if the rule, the rules, you gotta put your hands on it or something. I mean, you gotta yeah. be able to identify it. Let's and you 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 touched on it. Let's let's circle back. Let's do an ad read really quick, and then let's circle back on another <laughs> aspect of why Brandel's uh, comics were were stupid. So yeah, um, let me tell you what's not stupid. Yeah. Anything that you can buy at Primo Golf Apparel. Uh, the joggers that they have, I wore some, I wore the, I'm having the, uh, the olive ones on right now and they are phenomenal. They're absolutely phenomenal. They feel great. It's not even super cool outside. It's like kind of my, like uncomfortably muggy outside, 
Yeah. But these things are lightweight and they feel absolutely fantastic and they look great too. Uh, use coupon code DADPOD, P O D, DADPOD15. Take 15% off literally every single order. They got joggers, they got blade collar polos, they got regular uh, polos, awesome belts, uh, pullovers, hoodies, uh, t shirts, golf towels. They got everything. They got everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're really, really taking, taking over the, I think they're really taking fashion forward with golf, which, which I really like. Ben wears them. I wear them. Love yeah, them. I mean, I love I'm them. like almost exclusively a jogger guy now, especially mm-hmm. like I'm not only just on the course, maybe just like in, in life. I don't know. It's either going to be oh. a jogger or really close to a jogger. They just feel great. So have you worn uh, them to church yet? I wore some, I wore the, what would be the version of, this next step without being a jogger, if that makes sense. Okay. I have not cuffed it at Sunday church. I've cuffed it at Wednesday church. Okay. But not Sunday church. So yeah. So <laughs> I may get there though. I may get there though. But anyway, uh, check them out. Save big, uh, primo golf apparel. Um, all right. So Randall Chambly makes another comment. Okay. I'm going to read this tweet because this one I can refute, uh, a hundred percent because That's such a dumb comment because I was a tour caddy for one for one. And he is a former pro. So he should not have made this comment. Okay. He identified, here's the tweet from Brandon Chambly. He identified the marking of a ball after Reed told him what to look for. Uh, what else did he have to go on? Question mark. Fair semi fair point. Reed should have, this is where it gets dumb. Reed should have produced for clarification, for clarification, as any other tour pro would have, a ball from his bag with a similar marketing marking. Okay, here's the problem I have with that. Uh, not all pros mark up every single ball in their bag before the round. And let me tell you yeah. why. Because if you hit a provisional, if you hit one that you think uh, is going to require a provisional, you can't have a ball that – you have to have a wildly different ball. When I caddied, uh, when there was – he, it was the craziest thing ever. I mean, I, I feel like I got to have a box when I go out to play golf. We went, we had like six balls. Okay. There was one marked. There was only one marked. And when it would get scuffed up enough or whatever, he would put, he would ask me to put it in a, like a side pocket. He'd pull out another ball and he'd mark it. So, uh, mark it. And it was like a wild, crazy mark. It, I mean, it was like a ton of lines. Like, I, right. I, I didn't even know how you, I'm, I know that it was probably really smart and it helped him because he's an unbelievable unbelievable butter so i should have just got his figured like i got his system and and introduced it to my to my game but um yeah it was only on the one ball and then when he would change balls he would mark it on the next one so that if we got into a situation and we did we did have to hit a couple of provisionals um uh unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh because they had some uh out of bounds marked a little closer than normal or that used to be marked as a red stake so you have to hit a provisional uh, just to be safe. And he would pull out the ball that was distinctly different from the one prior. So there's so this doesn't happen. So this doesn't happen. You could say, right. hey, the one I teed off with has all the markings on it. This one has no markings on it. It's a red four or whatever. So if you go if he goes and he finds his ball and they say, oh wait a minute, that's the one with the red markings. That I mean, it's it's easy to pick it apart so you don't accidentally. You maybe you only have maybe the only balls you have left are the same number or whatever. Like so, there's got to be some sort of difference. So no, not every single pro has all of their balls marked every single 
every single one the exact same way with your distinguished markings because of that exact scenario. So that's why, I mean, how can you make that definitive statement? Like you can, right. so I, every single pro. So if we call Grayson Huff, we call, uh, we call, um, you know, Jacob Solomon, we call, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Kozan, Blaine Barber, we call all our buddies and say, Hey, do you mark every single ball in your, in your bag the exact same way? And when you go out, you, you don't leave any unmarked. You mark them all the exact same way. Randall, you're going to say that every single one of those guys is going to say, yes, you mark every single ball, every single time, every the yeah. exact same way when you go out. Is that what they're going to say? Are you sure? Because that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You're saying yeah. every single pro does this. And, and I know for a fact at least one doesn't. And then if and if that's the case, then that means there's tons more that don't mark every single ball the exact same way every single time. In their bag, they may when they put it in play, mark it the exact same way. But it doesn't yeah. mean if you unzip their bag, every single ball in there is going to be marked the exact same way at that point in time. No, how many times do we see the pros breathe? Because now they've done so much where they've, you know, there's so much coverage where you, they love to show the introductions off the first tee and that kind of. How many times have we seen the pros like grab the ball from a caddy, like asking for a ball, take out his his sharpie? you know, mark it and then show it to the other pros and be like this, you know, this is what I'm playing today. Like he marked, like they mark it on the tee box to start. They don't sit there and mark all three in the sleeve on the tee box, or they don't sit on the green and on the putting green and, and mark all nine that they may be carrying that day uh, for the exact reasons that you just said, you know, for the, for the provisional reason. And for, you know, I mean, you're just asking for confusion at that point. You're asking for somebody to cheat at that point. If you're going to let them mark the same way, and then they, it almost happened with Bryson. When Bryson hit a ball that was in the same two places, even as provisional was, they weren't real sure when they got out there which one was which. Luckily, he did mark them two different ways, so they were able to. He was able to say, "This is actually my first one." <laughs> and so, um, it, it's just you're asking for controversy. And again, I think if this is anybody but Patrick Reed, we're not even delving into this as much as we've done over no. the last three days. If it, it was, any, if it was Patrick Reed, if it was Patrick Reed or another live golfer, I don't think we would be talking. If it was not Patrick Reed or any mm-hmm. other live golfer, <clears throat> I don't think we would be talking about this. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't. No, I completely agree. I mean, he and and that's another thing with the reputation of Patrick Reed and us talking about it with him. That's the same deal with uh, Chambly. He's known for bashing the live guys. So you kind of expect that that's what was coming about from it because that's been kind of his M.O. since this has taken place. Uh, Again, I see some some things that I do agree with, as I said, with the 100% thing, you know, with Brandle. But then I see some things that I definitely agree with with you. Plus, at the end of the day, honestly, I understand rules are rules, but – he was going to be dropping in the vicinity anyway. Yeah. And if you took two club links from one tree to the uh, – I think that it would have been within those two club links. Like, they yes. were that close. Like, yeah, so we're talking within, about – They were easily within 10 yards, and it was like an 80-yard shot. So he's going to be hitting a lob wedge regardless of where he's hitting it from. He's either going to be hitting it 10 yards shorter right. or 10 yards further back. Now, if you if if the if we want to say there's no way he could have positively identified his ball, then you can't give someone the option mm. with binoculars to look up in a tree that you've pointed him to and say, "Hey, is that your ball up there?" Like, no, mm. 
you got to have your hands on it. So if, 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 if that's the case, um, if that's the case, then, you know, that's, that's just a bad, it's just a bad rule that needs to be amended that like, if you're going to give somebody, if you're going to give somebody the, the tools to try to figure out if that's their ball, I just, I'm with you. I don't think there's any way that you can positively 100% say your ball's in that tree, but Mm -hmm. you're going to, I don't also don't believe that there's no way you can say that he 100% didn't believe that that Mm -hmm. was his ball in this tree. You know, if, so if you if you say put if you say put hands on it, there's gonna be so many dudes carrying ball retrievers now, so they can be able to reach in and brush and get some. I mean, that's gonna be hilarious if if they make it hands on. They're gonna be pros with ball retrievers in their bag, or there's just gonna be some caddies with like repelling equipment. Or yes, something. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. like, listen, we don't need we don't need a two stroke penalty here. We need to make sure that's my ball. You got to get down there and get it. Yes, goes in, goes in the water. You're going swimming. That's what happens there. Yep, that's exa- exactly that's uh exactly what'll happen. That'd be hilarious too. All right, so uh we're gonna do a, a electric would you rather right after this, but first we gotta talk about blue tees, range finders. Um I'm proud, you know, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna lie, I had a little bit too much to drink the last uh, round we played, lost some things. I'm pr- very proud to not lose my range finder because it's like one of my favorite things that I own. Uh and now that I have hey, Ben. How good am I with the magnet now? I was about to give you some props. I was like, the thing that was most impressive about that, even after having a few drinks, he still remembered to use the magnet and put I don't it on throw the it in the I don't throw it in the thing anymore. It's to right. the side. It's beautiful. I love it. It's got the toggle on and off slope. Um uh which I will never toggle it off. I will always have it on because yeah. I love it. Uh, and it, it's, it's, the readings are really good. They're easy to read the, it locks onto the pin. It buzzes, lets you know, it hits the pin. It's got the scan mode. There's everything, all the features of the top dollar ones for a fraction of the mm-hmm. price, literally almost like half. For, if you, if you want to go get like the most expensive one, it's going to be about half that. And it's going to have probably everything, but like maybe barometric pressure. And let's just be honest. None of us <laughs> even understand that. So, no. so, uh, yeah, so Get you a blue tease, use coupon code DADBOD, take another 10% off, already big savings, uh, and get out there and have some fun, shoot some pins, uh, get shoot better scores, play yeah. faster. Uh, it's a ton of fun. So blue tees golf, uh, blue tees range finders are where range finders start and end. That's what they should anyway. I noticed uh, at the Farmers this past weekend, you know, with it being on the coast, they're real big, and it'll be that way at Pebble this week too. They're real big into wind. Yeah. And I guess I'd never really thought of it like this because, uh, you know, it, I, I did tell you, like, with mine, I'm glad it had the scan mode because it got windy with us the other day. So I was actually just having to shoot, like, around the hole so I could uh, get some different yardages so I'd know about where to hit. I noticed, though, you can tell the difference between the smart golfers and maybe the not-so-smart ones because they're like, yeah, right now it's out of the north and then it's going to be coming out of the west and then eventually it's going to come out of the south. And then you got the DJs of the world that are like, it's going left or right. Yeah, just rip it. <laughs> Play it off the wind, yeah. And the wind's behind me. That's that information overload. Yeah. It is. I just need to know, is it helping? Yes. Is it hurting? That's it. <laughs> One club, two club. What do you think? But when they start doing that, they're like, you know, the wind's out of the north and northwest today. I'm like, what are you? Richard Scott? What are you yeah. doing? Doing the weather? James Spann? Come on. Yeah. Is it coming at you or is it not coming at you? Is it going left to right or right to left? Are you? Is it with you or against you? Yeah. That's all I got to know. Like, quit with all the directions. And honestly, I, if you just say helping, hurting, I got it from there. 
That's all. Like, I, if I had a caddy that said it, it's well, the wind's out of the east. What the hell does that mean? I don't know which like, way east is, bro. <laughs> we were walking around like I, I don't see. I don't know where. I don't have a north star. I, I mean, I, what, I don't know how to know where this. You know what's east. And I'll have I mean, a I get it late in the day. You know, the sun's going to set in the west and it rises in the east, so you'll be able to kind of be able to gauge it. But I, I don't need to do that much thinking, man. I don't need nah. to have to look to where the sun is and go, well, that's west and that's east, and that means that that is south. And that's no, north. screw all like, that. That's too much. Screw all that. Yeah. All right. So, first of all, Sorry, one went on, another went on a rant there. We're gonna go. We're gonna do our would you rather? But I got to preface this because the whole reason I'm so passionate about this is because I don't like Patrick Reed. And I'm mad at people making me defend Patrick Reed because yeah. I'm at least try to be, I want to be at least fair. You know, yeah. we call the guy fat prick Reed. I mean, come on. Yep. We don't like him and it makes us both mad to have to defend him. So here's our scenario. <laughs> and I just made this up right before we came on. I, I know. I think it's class. It could be the best one we've ever had. All right. Would you rather be like we are? You don't like Patrick Reed, but everybody thinks you love him like you're his biggest <clears> man you ha- you're constantly like no i hate it i hate him they're like yeah right yeah right you love him okay or you love tiger woods but everybody viscerally thinks you, like hate like thinks you hate him and they're like mad at you for hating tiger woods and you're like i don't hate tiger woods they're like yeah right we know you hate tiger woods so yeah. would you rather <laughs> would you rather not like Patrick Reed, but everybody thinks you love him, or love Tiger Woods, but everybody thinks you hate him. Which one? So it's funny when you brought this scenario up. My roommate, and he, he and I also grew up together ever <laughs> since fourth grade. This is a tough. He, one. I used to always tell him, I said, "You just, you just hate him. You just hate Tiger Woods." Because I was, I mean, that's who I watched growing up. I mean, Tiger, we're a year apart in age, or actually, yeah, right at a year apart in age, and so like I kind of grew up getting really into golf after high school about the time he was really good. So it made it easy to love golf. And, but he was, and he would always have to defend it. He's like, I don't hate him. I hate the attention that he gets. I wish they had shown more. Stupid couples. Take, by the way, for your, for I, your I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either, but he was, <laughs> and, but that was the thing is anytime anything negative got said about Ty, I'm just like, you just hate him. Like, that's your problem. You just hate him. Yeah. And, and I saw how frustrated he gets now. Now we're moved to the Patrick Reed thing. Where I hate Patrick Reed, but if he was constantly chirping in my ear and he was like, you just love it. The only reason you're defending him is because you love him. Like, I heard you and Kyle's pod. That's all you're doing. Like, you guys love him. And it's <laughs> so, everybody. So I don't, man, I don't know. Like, both of them are bad. They're terrible. Uh, this is the worst one ever. This is the worst one ever. I guess I'll take the P. Reed one, and the reason being is because that's kind of new because I I got to grow up seeing the tiger hate and everybody hating him for various reasons and so uh, for everything from the attention to that's all they ever show him golf because it's the best freaking golfer there is out there that's why they show him. So um, you're gonna be the P, you're gonna be a P Reed lover. I'm gonna be the uh, I'm gonna hate P Reed, but everybody thinks that I that love I love P Reed because I guess I can just live with myself. Knowing Even that, P Reed thinks you love P Reed. Which would actually, that would actually be very phenomenal if that took place. Like if I bumped into him and he just was this super nice guy to me. And the whole time I was just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he's, and he's like, hey, everybody, come take a, Ben, come take a picture with me. Like, yeah, we like, on our, let me put it on my Instagram exactly. and, tag you, and tag you because, you know, the only thing that make it worse is if he like brought up his wife for me to get a family picture with the both of them. Like I would be, <laughs> if it was his caddy, his brother in law, his wife and him, and we were all at Augusta on one of the and his wife's sister who he tried to. 
to date and she turned yes. it down. Yeah. And so and he took a picture of us. It'd be one of those and, and shared it on social media. I'd be like, son of a bitch. He'd like, this <laughs> is my best friend, Ben. He <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> he and Kyle were defending me on their podcast. He's so yep. awesome. I love this guy. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I don't want that. I don't know that I don't want I, I mean they, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that instead of the tiger thing. Just because you don't want to be known as a tiger hater. I also don't want to be known as uh yeah, I mean I don't want to be known as a Patrick Reed lover either. <laughs> I know, but you're saying that's what you're choosing though. Yeah, that's what I'm choosing. So that I'm gonna go with the, I don't know. I, I think both of them are evil, so I don't like either choice. So I'm just that was that was the first one you threw out, so I'm just gonna take it. I I I mean I would think I would take the Tiger Woods thing because the scenario is not you have to hate Tiger Woods. It's you can still love him, mm-hmm. but everybody thinks you hate him. And, like, the love that I have for Tiger – like, the love that I ha- have for Tiger Woods is is way greater than the hate that I have. I'm sorry. Hold on. The, 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 the fear of not loving – I, I know want, what you're trying I, to say. You know, I'm <laughs> trying to say, I'm trying to say I'm more worried. I would be more worried that people would think I love Patrick Reed than, th- than uh, think that I didn't love Tiger because I know how much I love Tiger. So like, right. It's kind of like, it's kind of like shallow Hal. you remember shallow Hal, the movie shallow mm-hmm. Hal? Yeah. When he's like, uh, you know, he sees the, the big, the big girl sees Gwyneth Paltrow. She's massive, but he sees her as a beautiful person and everybody else yeah. thinks, you know, she's ugly or whatever. That's not completely equivalent. But at the end, he's like, why would you, uh, he goes, would you, if you thought that girl right there looked like the hottest girl that you ever thought, you know, the girl that you think's the hottest in the world and no, but nobody else believed it, who would, you know, would you care? He's like, no, cause that's the hottest chicken. That's, he's like, yes, that's how I feel. And then Jason Alexander's like, "Oh my God, what have I done?" So anyway, that's Shell House, a great movie. Go see it. That's right. That's how I would feel. I would not care how everybody else saw him the way right. I see Tiger because I loved him. I would. It would be awful if everybody thought I was a Patrick Reed like fanatic. Like, yeah, I was a super hardcore Patrick Reed fanatic, and I didn't like Patrick Reed. I think that would be that'd be awful. Like, I, I feel yeah. like you lose credibility. I mean, you may lose more credibility being a huge Patrick fan than if people think you dislike Tiger, because there's some people that's like mod cool to dislike Tiger, like yeah. your buddy, like your buddy who's like, yeah. Oh, he gets too much TV time. I agree. I don't like him either. And then you have to under breath. You're like, Oh, I love him. I want to see it. But, uh, but oh, yeah. he could be down at Destin at one of those putt putt courses trying to hit it through the dinosaur's mouth. And I'm going to watch it if they're yeah. filming it. I mean, that's just, that's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm just too terrified to be known as a Patrick lover, even though I'm defending Patrick Reed like fervently on this podcast. Yeah, you are. Patrick I still just, dis- I still dislike him. So I don't care if, if that almost makes me want to go back and change my mind so I can hate, so I can hate him just so nobody <laughs> thinks I love him. But, but yeah, I'd still take the Tiger Woods thing because. I still, love, I, I would still know that I would love <laughs> Tiger and I don't care. I, it actually would make me feel. Like my love was greater because no. I'm loving him when it's real easy to just go along with the crowd and say, yeah, I hate him or whatever. I know uh-huh. I love him and I'm still, you know, but everybody believes it. I, I don't know. I, I I just don't want to be known. I don't want to be known as a Patrick Reed lover when I, when I despise him. I think, I think, both, scenarios, I think both scenarios just absolutely suck. They do. Whatever. They do. There's no way to, there's really no win. There is. Is no win or go to prison. One of the two. Go to prison. I'll, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to take that. 
our prison. Yeah, Dad I was going to say, Dad by golf pod prison. With the Xbox and a putt green. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't die. <laughs> or have oh, sex man. with other men, whatever. Yeah. Yep, there you go. All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and call it a day, and we'll talk to you on Friday. So y'all have a great rest of the week. Hopefully this got you over the hump, and we will chat back on Friday. It's the Pebble Beach. Uh, We'll talk about that format of that tournament on Friday. But Pebble Beach Pro-Am, it can be fun. I think it could be funner. It could be more funner. How about that? Yeah. I still don't think it's as fun. We'll talk about it Friday. I don't think it's as fun as it used to be. No, absolutely not. All right, have a great rest of the week. We'll talk back on Friday. Stab by Golf Pod. Always. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.